Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up. Challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are very glad that you're with us this week. And, and again, I know I say that every week, but we're very grateful for our listeners out there. And, and uh, we had one reach out to us today, David, that uh, said it was good to hear your voice. Specifically. Yeah, you'd have to get a microphone. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you that. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you definitely didn't uh, prep me for that one. Yeah, so. I just discounted it because I thought they probably weren't very sane. <laughs> yeah. just, no, it probably was actually, not. it was Bob from Boot Camp. Your, your, oh, fan, nice. your fan has called. Your fan. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So yeah. that's uh, 100% more than me, Danny, Rodney. <laughs> so oh, that's good. I mean, I definitely don't want to put you guys to shame with that. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, don't put it. It'd be a shame to do that. It, but, you yeah, know, Bob said it was good to hear your voice on the uh, on Awesome. The well, thanks, Bob. Yeah, so he might he'll hear that, and Bob may join us next week. So that would be great on the uh, on a phone call. So anyway, this week's topic, it would be a shame if you would miss it, as David was kind of alluding to, because we are continuing the topic of the devil's toolbox or the what is it, Rodney? What are we calling it? Do you remember? Tools. Oh of the yeah, enemy. That was close. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, paraphrased you had it a little right. bit. I like. Hey, that was the Sam standard toolbox version. Works yeah. great. Yeah, toolbox works great. And so it's the things that we're in our pillar series, and it's the things where uh, the enemy uses against us, and we're getting down to the topic of shame this week. Yeah, this one has been out there for quite some time that we knew we were going to get to because it just encompasses us so much. And you guys did a great talk on that, the last boot camp that was the first time that you guys did some kind of different content on our own. And you, Andy, and Robbie gave a great talk on that, which basically I think, opened our eyes to a lot of different things in our lives of what actually is really introduced shame into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a pretty common thing that the, the enemy uses in many, many different ways. And so we're going to try to talk through that. And I, I'm very confident that anyone out there listening has felt this at some point. Yes. Okay. It's right. something that, you know, you, you start thinking back and it's like real easy. This is, this is one that's generally pretty easy to find lots of shame mm-hmm. It's just, you may not always want to admit it, but it's one of those things that, as we have learned through the masculine journey, as we get out and tell other people about some of the shameful things that we have either felt, done, done to others, you know, it's something that really lightens the load on your heart and helps you get your heart back. Yeah, one of the main tools the enemy uses is condemnation, right? And, and always on the backside of condemnation is a shame attack. Mm-hmm. He's just not going to let it sit there. Yeah, and right. we had done condemnation earlier, and that's what's beautiful about these tools is he he doesn't care. He'll pull them all out and use them all against you. Yeah, continually. Yeah. Right. So, Andy, you have the first clip. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so it's from Despicable Me, and it's um, the girls are from this orphanage, and they come back, and, and the orphanage has them out selling. and Selling uh, he, cookies. Selling cookies, yeah, like 
Girl Scout cookies or something, yeah. and uh, they didn't do so hot. But it gets into if you listen to it, it gets a lot into a performance based mentality, and it, and it gets into you know really feeling that orphan spirit. Yeah, and there's something in the corner. Yep, we'll, we'll talk about that when we yeah, come back. Right. Okay, so we'll go ahead and play it. Hi, Miss Hattie. We're back. Hello, girls. Anybody come to adopt us while we were out? Hmm, let me think. No. Edith, what did you put on my desk? A mud pie. You're never going to get adopted, Edith. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I know. Good. So how did it go, girls? Did we meet our quotas? Mm, sort of. We sold 43 mini mints, 30 taco swirlies, and 18 coconutties. You say that like it's a great sale day. Look at my face. Do you still think it's a great sale day? 18 coconutties. I think we can do a little better than that. Don't you? Yeah. We wouldn't want to spend the weekend in the box of shame. Would we? No. No, no Miss Hattie. Okay, good. Off you go. Go clean something of mine. Hi, guys. So as you hear that, you can hear there's quite a bit of shame bit passed out. One thing that we talk about, I think we talked about when we did the, the shame uh, talk at boot camp, was you're going to – shame is more than just a single event. You did something bad, you get judged for it, you get reprimanded for it. It's a continual thing tied to your identity. Mm-hmm. And so you heard in there, you said, you'll never get adopted doing this. So there was – you know, you're going to get adopted because based on your performance and you're never going to get adopted if you don't improve that. So, you know, you're here when you hear never and always, that is a, an agreement that we've talked about. It's a shame is tied to an agreements. So that whole idea of never and always, the enemy loves to use those to tie you to a situation that's never going to change. You're always going to be like this. You have no way out, and you're stuck in the box of shame like Penny was. Yeah, and so you have the whatever her name is, Miss, what was it? Hattie. Hattie, Miss Hattie, yeah. I only played it like 12 times before the show. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> but Miss Hattie, you know, she's there reminding them that you're always going to be an orphan. Yeah. Right? And so, it, it, as you said earlier, it's an attack on identity. Mm-hmm. You know, these all tie in together. The enemy uses them all with one another. It's like his magic toolbox, right, that he yeah. pulls out and he hits you with one, then he hits you with another, and he mm-hmm. hits you with another, and they're all kind of tied in together. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be a single sin, but mm-hmm. typically it's a habitual yeah. sin, but it can be that he'll tie it to whatever he can get to stick to you. Yep. You know, it's uh, it could be setting the bar high for, you know, uh, athletics and you never reach something so you're you're never considered an athlete or good or you could be you know a sales i'm in sales now so i can identify that you didn't make a quota you know (laughs) all right quit quit giving hassling danny over there (laughs) i think he's hassling rodney indirectly well i got a funny look when athletics were mentioned because rodney looked at me like because he's the athlete yeah he he makes that point quite regularly well the point that he actually makes is you're not well, I have a clip in the show. That's true. Good point. Touche. So, yeah, but our box of shame. Yeah. 
<laughs> is the light switch at it the is, camp. Right. Yeah. That's our box of shame. I know. I know. I know, David. That's what you're getting into. All right. Oh, that's right. You're the light. You're, you're the light technician yeah. for this next boot camp. Danny's getting out of yeah. the box. You put that on your resume, lighting technician. So back to shame yeah. as we try to cast shame some on other. one another. Yeah. So one, of the, one of the things I wanted to point out there, too, is I think that, you know, I brought this up when I saw that. I saw that this week on Facebook, the box of shame. And it, it made me think, you know, you, we're a lot of us are in that box of shame, not realizing that Jesus can easily destroy that cardboard box of shame if we allow him to step into it. That is what the cross and the resurrection is for, is to destroy that shame. But that identity and them, him speaking into our life has to come from him, and that'll just, I mean, it'll set that box on fire. But even when you get, you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. but when you, even when you get your boot camp, you get a new name, you get, yep. you know, your identity that God's really pulling out of you back or pouring back into you, mm-hmm. whatever you want to look at it, you've gotten healing. It doesn't stop the enemy from trying to shame no, you. No, no. Right? And so when you talked about the other day in our group text about mm-hmm. it was a cardboard box, the thought that came to my mind is, is push through it. Yeah. Right? I mean, if we know the truth, yeah, and God's told us the truth and we find ourselves in that box of shame, yeah. Yeah, Jesus can step in, but he can also allow us to step out. Right, absolutely. And say, no, I'm going to step out and trust what you've already told me more than I trust what I think I'm hearing. Absolutely. Either yeah. way, it, it's a, it's an easier out than what we think. We yeah. just we build it into not a cardboard box, but a stone wall co- uh, box, you know? Yeah, yeah, death to self sounds real easy, mm-hmm. but it, you have to live it out. Yeah. And you have to make moves. Yeah. You have to take action. You have to... Speak things into your own life. You have to be around other men and women that are in Christ, yeah. and you have to form this community because it's mm-hmm. it's not something that you just go out and you just oh, no. I got this myself. Pull you up by the bootstraps. Right. It's like oh no, you're going to end. It. That's exactly what the enemy wants you. It's to do. not trivial. Most uh, most all of us we got this from Adam. We're gonna we're gonna default to that our our whole lives unless we really walk into God saying, yeah, you are a son. You have the power over this. One of the most enlightening things for me, and I probably should have used the clip, you know, now that I think of it, but was John Lynch when he talks about, you know, you can yell at the caterpillar all day long for not being a butterfly, you know, because when you test his DNA, it's going to come back as a butterfly. And you can yell at him all day long, and all it's going to do is hurt his little ears, is what John says. And it's funny, but the reminder of our DNA, our godly DNA is already wired in us, right? And we're becoming that along the way. And so the enemy knows that and he tries to stop it at different points and, and attack it. He attacks the identity. He attacks you know, your sin. He calls you by your sin. We'll talk about that later, that type of thing. Harold? Most often what we hear is shame on you. But Alan Wright, a local minister here in Winston-Salem, has a book called Shame Off You. And that would be a good way to address this issue. Yeah, and for me, you know, anybody ever saw my front teeth would see that, you know, it's been a point of shame my whole life. In fact, you know, I'm I one time waited on a customer <laughs> and their child says, Look, mommy, you could drive a Mack truck through his front teeth. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. But if they're your front teeth, mm-hmm. right, your whole life, mm-hmm. you know, you're like and it and it is a box of 
of shame that you, you really, it, it almost seems concrete mm-hmm. and all those kind of things because it is this sense of you're inferior. But it's interesting how that's tied to iniquity because the only reason that my teeth look bad is as compared to your teeth, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But compared to my teeth, my teeth look exactly like my teeth were supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously the way God made me. And if I don't compare myself, right, then... I'm I'm not in iniquity, and it's an interesting trap that you'd put yourself in, yep. right? And and it took me years, I mean, literally, of laughing at myself, um, to be able to deal with you know th- that, and don't think the enemy doesn't use that every time you look in the mirror that you go, oh, them teeth, man. <laughs> oh, no, I, I commend you, yeah. Robbie. I grew up with the same type of gap, and and I had mine fixed mm-hmm. with with caps because I was so self conscious that I wouldn't smile. Yeah, that I'd leave big rows of corn when I tried to eat corn on the cob. <laughs> it was like, you know, the second feast. You know, I could come back and eat more. But well, yeah. Robbie, I want to say, though, you really have a nice head of hair. Danny, Danny and I say so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, understand, understand. We're going to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about shame. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp coming up November 17th through 20th or for the entrenchment at the end of September, 1st of October. One of my favorite things about boot camp, well, the favorite thing about boot camp is every time I go, I encounter God. And as anyone that has encountered God knows, generally speaking, it's nothing we expect. Real encounter with God out of the blue. He knew what I needed. I knew what I wanted, and those two were rarely the same thing. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. One of the things that's been a true joy to me is having my sons go with me to boot camps and watching them get an understanding that I wished I would have had at their age. It took me several years, and I'm still probably learning it a little bit as we go, but watching them get a good foothold into manhood and understanding what's important, what their role is, and how to stay away from the enemy. To receive healing and restoration in the way that you love on others. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. So that's uh, you're no good <laughs> for Melinda Ronstadt. That's all I got. Thank you. Yeah. No, Andy had the bump, and he, you know, we were talking on the phone the other day, and he said, "Hey, what about this song?" Yeah. And so it was really good for that. You know, it's yeah. someone being attacked. I mean, the enemy likes to say that. You know, likes to tell you that, and uh, it is repetitive. Yeah, and it's constant and uh, relentless would be the word. That relentless. I guess I would use. There we go. Yeah. Do you guys just passing the mic around, or one of you has something to say? Yeah, I mean, we're just trying to figure it out you know okay no worries well we do have another clip that we could go to and robbie this is your clip we do it's uh it's the clip that i actually used when we did the talk um at uh, boot camp on shame um mm-hmm. as i was studying um hebrew as you might imagine <laughs> and and you know where this comes up in the bible is not you don't have to go far because you know there in in genesis 2 um it says that adam and eve were naked and they felt no shame, right? And the, and therein lies the original, you know, before Genesis 3, that there wasn't any. And so, interestingly, as I studied this throughout the scriptures, 
nakedness is very much connected to the word, that you'll find it many, many times, even into the book of Revelation, that you need to, he, he cautions you to buy clothes to, to cover your nakedness. But, but clearly, Cory Tim Boone had been um, this Dutch lady whose family had protected Jews in Nazi Germany. They got uh, betrayed by a fellow Dutchman, ended up going into the prison camps themselves, and treated absolutely horribly, as you'll hear in this clip. Ravensbrück, the notorious extermination camp for women, located in northern Germany. It was also a training center for female SS guards, who were infamously inhumane and cruel. Along with other prisoners, Corrie and Betsy were made to strip naked and walk in front of Nazis and their guards for inspection. The first time was the worst. I've never felt so humbled, so, so miserable, so cold. And when I stood there and Betsy, my sister, stood beside me, I said, Betsy, I cannot bear this. This is so terrible. And I thought that I could break under the burden of that suffering. And then suddenly it was as if I saw Jesus at the cross. And the Bible says... They took his garments. He hanged there naked. And by my own suffering, I understood only a fraction of the suffering of Jesus. So I discovered even today, um, as I thought more about the word in Hebrew, it's, it's bush, but it's connected to the idea of blushing. And the idea is if you get naked, you blush. And, and you know, if if you get caught with your mask off, right? As we often do when we've got our pose going and the mask comes down and we get caught with that, we blush. And that blush is our shame. But the idea of that B sound at the beginning of that word is a bet. And it's always connected to your identity, right? And and so it's, it's, it's something that needs to be covered. Well, I personally believe that it's there on purpose so that we need a covering, but the covering is Jesus's blood. But we cover it with all sorts of elaborate fig leaves and all sorts of other things. Um, even after you understand Jesus's blood and all sorts of things, but as as we get closer to God and we feel more comfortable with His blood, we're able to take off those masks and and allow. The, the good ground, right? To die to yourself, as, as Rodney says, to, to allow, to take his identity rather than the gap-toothed, you know, character that I may think I might be or whatever, you know, I can take on the identity of Christ and worry about what he thinks about me, not worried about what the world thinks about me. Thank you, Ravi. Some of the things on agreements, it would be hard to, to find an agreement that's not based out of shame. Right? When you hear things from the enemy like you're not enough, you don't matter, no one is coming from you, for you, no one's coming after you right, to help you, you're on your own, you're alone, whatever those things sound like, behind it is identity attack and shame. Right? If, if I'm not enough, I'm, I'm inconsequential. I don't have any worth or value. Right, Mar- right, marginalized. Little. Marginalized, as we talked about last week. Right. You don't matter. No one's coming from you. I'm not a priority. I grew up with that one mm. a lot. 
and always feeling like, you know, I was not a priority in, in a lot of people's lives that was important to me, you know, and it was just an agreement from the enemy. It wasn't true. But when you look at it through that agreement lens, shame is all you can see on the other side of that. And so scriptural stories, what comes to mind? Is there anything that comes to mind? Let me, so let me say the scripture from John 8.44 when he's talking about <clears throat> the enemy. You belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desires. Now, this is the, the part about uh, Satan. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks in his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Right? But those lies feel so true. You know, he'll say something that sounds kind of true, yeah, he and did then it we to, jump on it. Yeah, he did it to Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah. Took took Old Testament scriptures and twisted them, and he does it to us all the time. Yeah. With me, it's not necessarily scripture. <laughs> <laughs> he has plenty of other, you know, stuff yeah. he could use for me. That's back to your own words back at you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of them there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, the shame part is something you can actually just get rooted in and stay in mm-hmm. it, it it has a very strong grip on you and if if it wasn't for this group of guys here that i saw being vulnerable i would not have been able to talk about half the stuff in my life until i'm like oh thank goodness there's other people that have gone through the same stupid stuff that i've done and had to live with the same shame that i've had to live with and you can offload an awful lot of that by sharing it. Don't just go share with anybody. You know, if you can find a good, solid brother, is a good place for men to start. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily always even recommending, hey, starting with the wife, because there's some things you want to share there that you may not want to share. But it's like you got to figure <laughs> out how you may want to get with a good, solid group of at least a brother or a band of a small brothers that, you know, do share life because when you see this group, we, these guys share so much and they invite people in through their sharing. Mm-hmm. And that just allows you to grow in your own recovery uh, from your own shame. Yeah. And you definitely want to walk with God through it. You know, the prayer that I'd recommend is pray, God, bring someone into my life, but let me know when it's the person. Kind of like right? Danny share his prayer for a wife. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and I, I remember, you know, if you're John Lynch's talk mm-hmm. on, you know, walking into the house of grace versus, yeah. you, you know, and when he got in there that he immediately said, no, I'm not fine. You know, because yeah. <laughs> there, there was that, you know, at the other, at the other church, he walked in, well, I, everybody had to be fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So he walks into this one. I'm not fine. You know, I'm struggling with whatever it was. And he goes, I'll raise your, you know, whatever pain you're dealing I'm, you know, and, and, and up you with some Chronic back pain and, and hemorrhoids or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it is like. Yeah, the guy yells, is that all you got? Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, because, you know, we're ashamed of where we actually are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite often, you know, especially in church, it seems like, oh, my goodness. You know, I don't want to admit that I'm suffering like crazy in my faith and suffering like crazy and this and that. But, oh, my goodness, when you go into the house of grace and you realize you're still God's favorite and the fact that you that your weakness is what makes you strong. Shame can very much drive performance. 
I think about the years that I didn't feel like I had what it took at home. So I would stay at work because I didn't have that shameful feeling. And it wasn't anything that anyone was doing to me at home. It wasn't like I was hearing that. I was just feeling that from the enemy. Right? And so those years I could go to work and, and I could feel okay there because I could feel successful and there wasn't a, a shame to it. you know. And all it did was drive me away from my family. Well, going back to it's tied to your identity. Yeah. You know, growing up, uh, I write left-handed. And I was ashamed of that for a long time because kind of like a minority at times. And it shamed me so much that I changed my handwriting to look like a right-handed. And I still slant it the, the way like a right-hander would. Hmm. And just because I just learned to write that way. and But, you know, like Robbie was talking about, I've learned that it's part of who I am. Now I play golf right-handed. I do that decent, Rodney, just so before you jump on the bandwagon <laughs> over there. And so, but, you know, the different things, and I can do things. I pick at Michelle because she's a, a school teacher. I said, I'm, I'm amphibious. She said, it's ambidextrous. I said, well, I can swim too. Does that count? <laughs> so, but, you know, it is part of your identity, and it's what the enemy goes, at. yeah, you're different. Yeah, yeah you're, 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 you're not like the rest of them. Yeah, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Right? Something's broken there. So, Andy, we were talking earlier about Jesus and Peter, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Would you mind sharing some of that? Yep. So, um, I didn't use it in a shame talk when we were at boot camp, but I used it in a, a recent thing with the uh, Ohio team. But, you know, it really, Lord put it on my heart, I feel like. I've always loved the John 21 story where, um, you know, Peter has denied Jesus three times. And then Jesus comes after his resurrection, and they're all out fishing. And Jesus comes up, and he's cooked breakfast for them, and he starts having this conversation. Well, Peter will, if you think about it, Peter, he's still hanging with the guys, but he had to be carrying some serious shame. They all knew that he, Jesus called it out ahead of time, but he denied Jesus three times. There's a lot of shame that goes with that. And Jesus came after him. And he asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? And then he told him to feed his lambs and his sheep. But during that, he basically said, I don't care what you've done. I still love you. I still have a purpose for you, and I'm going to use you. And that's where Peter got his ministry back. He was out back fishing. And a shame will drive you away from your calling if you let it, if you allow the enemy to come in and tell you something other than what God says about you. Yeah, and shame affects your personality. It affects how you treat others' hearts, right? If I'm living in shame, I'm not typically going to be good to other people's hearts Mm -hmm. in the meantime. And so just take it this week and go to God and say, Father, help me to see the times that the enemy's got me to believe this shame that's not true. Help me to break some agreements. Help me find a friend to share my heart with, those types of things. And then also go to masculinejourney.org, register for the boot camp coming up, and the entrenchment coming up, which is free, like Robbie says, free, 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 free. (laughs) And go to masculinejourney.org. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.